Hello and welcome back to the Timbers from the Spot podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Tyler. And we are currently in a new place. We are back home from school. Finals are all over. Yep. Uh, we are sitting in a wine cellar. In my house. Yes. In this <laughs> new house. Yeah. Uh, this is this is very nice. It is very nice. <laughs> this is a very rustic feel to it. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, you know. it sounds good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're a little bit, sound a little bit different than the big living room we've been in for yeah. the apartment but you know this will be i think it's be how it is for a couple yeah. weeks yeah uh look everyone knows what we're here to talk about the mls cup final the very sad to very happy back to very sad game yeah or i guess it started very happy to very sad say, to yeah. very that, happy it was an up, up down up down yeah yeah I that was a trajectory i woke up well i can't say i was buzzing when i woke up saturday morning because I watched Bournemouth get beat 2-0 by Blackburn. And, you know, I was I was still buzzing. But I wasn't buzzing as much as I'd be, I guess. Okay. But, uh, you know, I was still... when I, I would, Before we got there, I was like, oh, I can't wait. And then I was like, oh, Bournemouth kind of been sucking lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, I was, but then we got there. And, I mean, when we get there, it's two... It's almost two and a half hours before the game starts. Yeah. The lines are packed. Yeah, all, I all mean, around the stadium. You'd expect, yeah. It was It was wonderful. I mean, it was a. Sadly, we didn't get our extra two fans in. Yeah. <laughs> sadly, some of you guys decided not to sneak good in. Good job, it's, it's cool. Good I job, guess. security. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you should have let them in. But yeah, good job. I guess. Um, so yeah, I mean, exactly full capacity. Yeah. Um, Twenty-five to eighteen. Every single person standing the entire game. Love yeah. to see it. Uh, well, pretty much every single person. Uh, pretty much every single person. Yeah, not every single person, obviously. Yeah. But uh, the majority of the stadium was standing the entire game. Mm-hmm. Uh, good support from NYC, I will say. They had some good away support in the stadium. Yeah. Um, they gave too many tickets to them because it was empty yeah. for half their section. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. And they only have three chants. And they literally have three chants. They had two chants that they knew how to sit, like chant them loud, and then they had another one that was more quiet. And that was yeah. Like, so they had a yeah. Diego Valeri chant. That, that <laughs> yeah, song, yeah. And then they would just chant NYC. And then uh, Wilfred Boney chant, where if you guys don't know, it's like, come on. Well, the Wilfred Boney chant for Swansea was, come on, Wilfred Boney. Score some goals for Swansea. <laughs> we go wild, wild, wild. And theirs was... It, it was, was something like, like that. It was like on, City Boys, I think they said. City Boys. Yeah. Score some goals. Or, we go wild, yeah. wild, wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I do like that chant. I will say. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that chant. The Diego Valeri one, uh, every time they sang it, I just thought of the Diego Valeri I don't words. know what they were saying for that one. Yeah. yeah. I really do not know. But, uh, and then, yeah, they said NYC. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, as we said, the stadium was up the whole time. Everyone was, I mean, rocking. There were, I think, someone pointed out that, like, every side was, like, starting their own chants off, like, the Timbers yeah. Army as well. Yeah. And I think that's because, like, with people not being able to get their regular tickets, you kind of had, like, the fans, like, big fans more spread out. The fans mm-hmm. who do all the that's chants. True. Yeah. So you kind of get, like, this mix of everyone everywhere. Because, I mean, our side was starting, like, PTFCs and... Okay, yeah. and first off, guys, please, can we can we please just get the PTFC? It's not down that there? hard, guys. It's not. You listen <laughs> for the Timbers Army, and when you hear them, you go. Yeah, it you, it really is not that difficult. It don't really try is to not. look at them and match it, what they're doing. Yeah, and don't speed up. <laughs> That's what happens every time. Up. We get it right for like two seconds, and then everybody starts to get off, and then yeah. the whole stadium gets off. Yeah, it's so sad because uh, it would be so cool if everybody could do it at the same time. 
Yeah. Especially for that game. Well, because the first two or three times it's it goes through. I've said it in the last one. The first two or three times it goes through, it sounds mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. And then everyone, <laughs> and then it's like one, you know, one, one, we're doing like PT, they're doing FC, someone else is clapping, and it's it, like, what, what are we doing? Yeah. It, it, we it, doing? It, come on, guys. Come I on. give up after three, because I'm like, I can't, it's hurting me to but, like try to listen to the Timbers Army when we're right in where it's all. Yeah. But then somehow everybody could do the, the, uh, when I root for the Timbers, where they go, everybody can do that on time. That never but gets they, off. Yeah, they can do two claps though, or they can't. Think, they can't think, do two claps. Well, I think it's mainly PTSD. because of the repetition of PTFC, and it's so easy to get off. But when you're I listening guess that's true. to the Timbers yeah. on, you just go, "When I root, I root for the Timbers," and then you clap, and then it's not, and then you just listen for them speaking again, and then it's one clap. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. it's like PTFC, which is like really quick, sort of back into the clapping and just one yeah. That's true. That's but. True. It was. It was still. Regardless, it was a wonderful atmosphere. Yes. Yeah. Um. I. It was weird though, because I would almost say that it was louder for the conference final. Yes. Which is odd. I almost. It was almost a sense of a little bit of complacency. I want to say, around the. I think it was also the sense of there were more neutrals there. That's true. That's also true. Um. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> until the moment that we will get to eventually yes. that set the place off. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and also, I mean, I guess that's the biggest away section that there's been in the stadium, probably. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But, I mean, the atmosphere was still, it was still, it was buzzing. Yeah, I will, because um, I will say on the uh, broadcast, I rewatched the game yesterday morning, mm-hmm. um, which was a nice mix of pain and joy yeah and then pain um which i, I kind of just sat down and forced myself to do yeah that's to take a look at it from the commentator side but um because the commentator booth they're up there in press row which is near to the new york city supporter section yeah and so when they're belting you can you like can hear you know them. you can yeah. hear them yeah but in the broadcast you couldn't really oh really and that was such an incredible job by the timbers army interesting and by yeah. everyone else wow. to just like drown them out for most yeah. of the game. I think because where we were, I think it, it helps for them too because the away section has the the ceiling above them. Yeah. So it like projects out exactly towards where we were sitting because <laughs> we were like directly across from them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess it was louder for us and most other people. Yeah. But um, on the broadcast, you know, when the Timbers Army were doing their like quieter chants where there's not as much like drums or clapping, you know, yeah, yeah. then you could kind of hear them. But when we were in like PTFC, you know, whenever we were for the Timbers, um, Land of the Timbers, you know, you could not hear New York City. Yeah. At all. Okay. And it was it was incredible. Nice. I mean, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, so let, let's get into the game now. I guess. Let's get it. Let's get into yeah. the lineups. Yeah. Um, Blanco gets the start, which it was how we predicted it would go if he did get the start, and we, that he was not going to play the lineup. lineup. Yeah. yeah. But and we predicted that he was only going to get like sixty minutes, and that's exactly what he got. But we now begs the question. Was starting him the right move? I want to say no. I say what? in hindsight, I think, I think no. I think in hindsight, I think we predicted this lineup, but in hindsight, I think Geo got it wrong. I think Geo yeah. got quite a bit wrong in this game. I want to say, I'm not gonna lie. The the issue for me was that Blanco wasn't playing in the ten spot. Yeah. So why because, even play him if he's not gonna be in his role? Yeah. Is my thing. I don't know. I think Jimmy sat in for him. Kind of, it, I don't know, it was weird because there really wasn't anybody in the middle to control no. like he usually would. Um, even Jimmy didn't really play in that role. They have him listed as the 10 on the lineup sheet, but I 
Blanco was playing on the left side the entire first half. Yeah, and that kind of makes... So that was why our offense was just spray and crosses. It's because you get yeah. the ball out wide to Blanco, Blanco's going to throw in a cross. Mm-hmm. You're not really going to get the ball in the middle because you don't have that playmaker in Blanco to really break down the defense. If you have yeah. Blanco in the middle, we don't throw in as many crosses because you have Blanco creating in the middle, mm-hmm. which I think is something that always works when Blanco is at the 10. Yeah. Now when Blanco like switches for like five minutes with Jimmy Chara in a normal game to kind of create that bat like balance and that's mix up the defenders. Though. Yeah. That's really good too. Yeah, that's what you because want. Because then you mix up the d- defense and they don't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. But in this game it was just Blanco staying out wide. Yeah, because he was he would never really come into the middle. Jimmy Tara was kind of working side to side and then around in the middle just a tiny bit. Yeah. You know, it didn't really work. Yeah, because I mean going in, I think Gio even mentioned at the end, Blanco was not hundred percent for the game. And he knew that. And that's the reason why he played out wide because I think it was going to be more tactic for him to play in the middle okay. and he got more minutes out of him because he played in the middle, but, or because he played out wide. But I, I just still think that put him on a half, even give him the second half. I don't yeah. know. Um, or in this case, even put him on in the 60th, he gets another 30 yeah. in extra time. And then um, 60. Yeah. Or yeah. The full 60. Yeah. yeah. And, but yeah, you put him in the middle because that is where, you know, we really needed him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because, uh, I think, I think I thought about it a little bit, and I, I think we kind of pulled the Salt Lake. Is we messed up something we had yeah. really good and tried to force two players into a lineup that had just had one of our best games of the season, and you know, our best game of the season. Yeah, yeah I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know when you because like it's almost the direct comparison. Rusnak runs Salt Lake's offense. Blanco runs ours. And so mm-hmm. when you put that player in and you're trying to force him the ball rather than. You know, just having a lot of different sides, bringing it around, dancing around, trying to beat defenders one on one rather than trying to force the ball to that one person. It really messes up the offense. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I, I still don't know how this game goes. Should we start, you know, Moreno, Moreno start yeah. Moreno and Maria, yeah. the same lineup we did last time? But I do think we look maybe just a tiny bit better because New York City really pressed us. No, they were and they when you have good. Yeah. Maria and Moreno dancing as they did against Salt Lake, yeah. you know, they can break down that press really easily. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jimmy Chara, I think, did an okay job in the middle breaking out of the press. But I think yeah. Blanco can also yeah. do a really good job in the middle breaking out of that mm-hmm. press. But, again, he was not in the middle. But so when you get it to the wings and you have them breaking – Breaking yeah. ankles with their moves, yeah. you know, that's very good. And I think Espria is solid with that, I guess. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he can hold up the ball better than, yeah. like, Luria or Moreno can. And I, 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 don't, I don't he didn't really have his dancing shoes on this game, though. Yeah, it, well, it was just we were lacking the offense in general, I think. There was yeah. a couple times towards the end of the first half that it seemed like maybe we were going to start getting, like, building something up. But the first half, honestly, just kind of felt like this needs to end. Yeah. <laughs> like, we need to get to the second half. Because, it, yeah, it was just, it felt like New York could have scored multiple goals in yeah. the first half. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of surprised they didn't. I mean, yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, 41st, 40 40 42nd minute, you 40, know, 40, yeah, 40, yeah, 41, 41 comes down to it. Um, Bravo gives up a free kick, which... I don't not think a, that is a, not a free kick. I think it was a really yeah, that's, foul. Especially considering how the ref called the game. Yes. That was not being called at all the rest of the game, which I actually like. I think this ref did a fairly good job of making sure that this was not a... Was either too soft or too hard of yeah. calls. Because, I mean, Fochive had a yellow card foul, like in the first 10 minutes, where he cleared yeah. out. I think it was yeah, Dante, no, like right yeah. in the middle of the yeah. field. And he could have given a yellow there, which as... Uh, because they brought on Mark Clattenburg mm-hmm. in the uh, in, in the, the broadcast, broadcast. Yeah. and Clattenburg was like, if he gives a yellow card there, 
then he's going to have to get out a ton of yellow cards for the rest of the exactly. game. Exactly, and that's how the game was going to go, because it's yeah. someone's cup, I mean, you know it's going to be. Well, and then 10 minutes later, Pochiba has another type of that foul, and yeah. it still doesn't get a yellow, yeah. which delves it into chaos. Yeah. If he gives Pochiba a yellow there, the game goes a tiny bit differently in the way that it's officiated. <laughs> yeah. But he kind of just lets it go into chaos mode there. With uh, I really thought that was going to be a yellow. Yeah. It was not. And I mean, Potive does make it all the way to the 62nd minute until he gets subbed and he does not get a yellow card in this game. Yeah. Pretty impressive, actually. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, that's another thing about the lineup is we missed about Paredes. Is Pochive is not really one to he, play the ball out. Yeah. He's he not really one to absorb pressure and release it. He wasn't you winning know? the ball as much in no. the middle. And that's how New York played through the middle mm-hmm. a lot. And I think that's probably big reason honestly yeah just not enough pressure in the middle and i mean then you don't have jimmy or blanco sitting in there either as a set center really yeah. player so then it's kind of like you have chara and fochive fochive is out of practice really in that position in the way that we want him to play yeah so it kind of did feel like we're missing Pre- well i think we were missing Predes in this game yeah um and which I mean, Im- imagine just... the start of the season if you if we were you know, we who would have imagined we would have been begging for Paredes <laughs> yeah. in the middle yeah. of the match, you know? Uh, yeah, it was like I was glad that he was coming on when he came on yeah. kind of situation, yeah. Um, and, I mean, their goal that they score, it's just, I don't know where the marking's at. Yeah. <laughs> that one, so I, there's so, I, I, looked, I looked at it, I watched the replay yeah. many, many times. There's so many things wrong with this play. One, it's the fact that they the Timbers are holding their line. Everyone except for Zuparic. I pointed this out to you as soon as yeah. it happened because yeah. I saw it. Zupark follows a New York City player off the line when the ball is kicked. Mm-hmm. I, I checked it. I was I checked every angle of the replay. If Zupark stays with the line, Castellanos is offside. Yeah. No goal. Yeah. This and the second part is certain. you know no one else really leaves the line except again except for Zupark mm-hmm. and Bravo doesn't follow Tati because he yeah. doesn't want to keep him on side. All gets too far away from him. I'll give. You know, for as good as a game Bravo had, he got he lost Tati a little too much there. Yeah. But still, yeah. again, if Zupark doesn't leave, Tati's offside. Mm-hmm. And then I think Steve Clark needs to do a little better saving uh, this. Yeah. I think this he is definitely, kind of Adam. Yeah. I mean, you he know? definitely could have saved that. Yeah. At the same time, at that point in the game, if that doesn't go in, I think New York gets another goal anyways before half, honestly. It felt like in the first half they deserved to get at least a goal. Yeah. And then that, I mean... It was our fault on that, but yeah. I think they get more chances and maybe pull one in. But the thing Anyways. was, it was the it was the set piece defending we had seen before August. Yeah, the bad side. The of it. bad side. Of us. <laughs> yeah, and missing, then yeah. missing markings, not holding the line because that is the most one of the most important part of set pieces besides marking is setting that initial line. Yeah. To create offsides, mm-hmm. because uh, like Bournemouth, for example, Bournemouth sets their line incredibly high up and it creates so much risk because if they get the perfect run, yes. you know, they can fall on behind yeah. them. But if they yeah. set the line so perfect and everyone's in line with each other and mm-hmm. no one leaves, it creates and a perfect offside yeah. trap because yeah. it doesn't give them any room to go. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when Zuparic is almost a full body length off the line, it doesn't work. You know, yeah. it doesn't work because he's holding many people on side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I said before, Bravo loses. Tati, I don't know if Bravo wins that header anyway. Yeah, I thought he's kind of poaching. I mean, yeah, anyway. he's, he's bigger than him. <laughs> also, yeah, yeah. And um, then comes probably that was the like that was that was supposed to be the worst moment of the match. And then comes the worst moment where New York's celebrating in the corner, and fans are throwing stuff, and Medina gets hit in. Kind of looked like the arm on replay. I was gonna say, yeah, I saw a replay, and I don't think he got hit in the face with the beer can. <laughs> yeah, so he so did. He I, did play that part up pretty he well. He did play it up say. pretty well, but it shouldn't happen. You can't 
you can't really say that at all. That's not the point of this. Yeah, no, then no. the point of this is not to say that, you know, oh, why do you do that? Like, oh, he, he only got hit in the arm. And the point of the fact is never throw anything. It's <laughs> yeah, never I worth don't, it. It doesn't. It, all, it looks bad on all of the Timbers fan base. Yeah. Because there were so many people after the game that were like, oh, you know, Timbers fans suck, you know. Yeah. For yeah. as good as, like, you know, everyone's like, oh, because, like, media people were like, this was an incredible atmosphere, you mm. know, everything was great. And then people yeah. were like, oh, what about the fans? Two okay. fans. Yeah, literally that two. Are banned for life. And every single person around them, we were right there. We yeah. saw, we were up in that corner. We, were, we yeah, saw every single person was right. pointing at them. Somebody yeah. actually took him, a fan, not even like a official. Like, a fan pretty much just ushered him out and was like, get out of here. Yeah, he followed him out to make sure that he left and then yeah. the cops came and took care of it. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, the response that I would expect from our fans. That was a very um, good response by Because that did not Because happen. there are some places where, you know, they would just be like, Why'd you do that? No, okay. We're no, that in, in Columbus in 2015 it happened. And oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. There was so many was cans. Point, no court. one talked about the yeah. 2015 one where Rodney Wallace, I think it was Rodney Wallace, right? It was, was yeah, yeah. Because he's got cans yeah. at him. It was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and nothing happened there. Because um, it was so many people doing it too. Yeah. Um, and I'm against Mexico too, US Mexico. Yeah. Um, was it McCann? No, Reyna. Gio Reyna got hit. Gio Reyna got hit yeah. by Mexican um, fans. But that, I think, well, that isn't okay, but that is... You know, and I guess, that I guess, uh, no, I'm not. Gonna it's a pretty this. similar. I'm not going anywhere with that. I yeah, don't know <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think there were three beer bottles thrown, and only and two men were arrested. I know that. Yeah. So. So I don't know. Maybe I, it was the same guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, honestly, probably could have been. Yeah. But I mean, I'm glad they're both gone. Uh, they're both being. One is being arrested for. Agri or like probably assault or trying to assault yeah yeah and then the other one is being arrested for like riling up a yeah for like basically like almost inciting a riot sort yeah. of like yeah because they didn't actually hit anybody yeah I think, right yeah yeah but yeah because uh, we talked about this that they're going to be banned but it's also kind of hard to enforce that yeah, because like how are you, they change their name on the ticket? Like, how are you yeah. supposed to know? Yeah, change their name, get facial reconstruction surgery. The oh yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Wear hat, the mask. Yeah, that'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just glad that they took care of it in the right way. So yeah. that was good to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so that ended the first half. Yeah, basically. And I mean, yeah, we felt bad after the goal happened, and then we felt even worse that like our fans had done that. You know, there were two because yeah. these guys, these guys were decked in Timbers gear too. Oh you no, know? yeah, they were. They weren't just like. Cat, like neutrals who showed up to yeah. the game. There were two dudes, or at least the one of the dude was timber jersey, timber scarf. Yeah. You know, it was embarrassing. That is... But, you I know, know how you makes mean. the feeling a little worse. Uh, not to mention it's been pouring rain this whole time. <laughs> yeah, we're so... We are outside. We are outside. <laughs> um, you know, we go back, we go up to the uh, Toyota Terrace just for the half, just to just to kind of relax, get out yeah. of the weather. Um it's, 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 the vibe is like, it's very uneasy. Yeah. Going into the second half, I, after the first half, stuff needed to change. Mm-hmm. It needed, yeah. And um, I was very surprised at no halftime subs. Yeah. I, because it wasn't just like, I don't know. oh, they, they grabbed one like late, you know, oh, that was so unlucky. We, we were bad. I mean, who do you take off though? That's the thing. You're not taking off Blanco because you already started him. You're not taking him off. Yeah. You're not going to take off Ochive, I think, because Paredes wasn't ready. He was no. injured. You're not taking off Dyron, I don't think. And I, I, I think, think it's that's risky the one to, you take, have to take off. I guess, but I don't know. That, 
it worked out. We'll say that the second half was definitely better, yeah. in my opinion. Um, I yeah, mean, I think I think the I think whatever halftime speech Gio gave, the Timbers came out for about ten minutes and, you know, dominated for a yeah. little bit. I mean, you look at the stats. We end up winning this game in shots. Yeah. And almost drawing a possession, which the first half New York definitely won a possession. Yeah. Um, New York had fifty-seven forty-three in the first half. Second half we had fifty-one. Extra time was 67 for us. Extra yeah. time one, and Which, then extra time two was 67. We will get to that them. because extra time, in my opinion, decided this game yeah. um, in a bad way. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, going through the second half, again, I mean, there weren't as many chances, I wouldn't say, um, in the second half for either team. No. Um, it really, there wasn't much in the second half until the 94th minute when Felipe Mora absolutely he blew the roof off the stadium. Like... <laughs> That was insane. Literally, what, 10 seconds on the clock? Yes. Or on the referee's watch, which the game was over. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, Tati kicks the ball off, game's over. Well, Tati blasts the ball. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. But, I mean, like, I, this, this, there, it's, it's always a saying, you know, in, like, the last five minutes, your team's going to get one more chance if you're really pressing. Mm. And they did exactly that. They got that one more chance. But we should point out, there were chances earlier. There was one free kick where the ball was put in the box by Jimmy, I think, and it was right out in front of Mora. Oh, Mora misses it. Mora yeah. just yeah. barely misses it. It's just a little too far in front of him. Mm-hmm. And he puts that home if it's like uh, like a couple inches closer to yeah. him yeah. very easily. And this is a very different game we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, the Timbers just can't... For as good as they were on the ball... They still couldn't get anything forward yeah. because their whole plan was just to fire balls into the box, which, fire balls into the box, it, not build through the middle, fire which balls into the box. We have found through the entire season that that is not the way that we need to play no. to win games. We were that's, losing, not, that's not how we play. We were losing streak. games by doing that, and then we yeah. switched to not doing that, and we won a lot of games, and then now we switch back for the one most important game of the season. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really make too much sense, but yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, in the 60, 60th minute. 62nd, you see Moreno in for Blanco mm-hmm. and Torres in for Fochive, which are both probably the subs I would have made at that time as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then and then we go this period of looking not that great. Yeah. And Gio waits until the 85th minute to which bring was, on the Escoto. Which was a screen, long time. Which yeah. was way too long of a time to wait to try to bring some new life into this yeah. game. And then... Which at this point we know that it's attack mode because Asturia yeah. comes out for Escoto. So you know it's a 4-4-2 at mm-hmm. that point. Which it almost wasn't. I looked at yeah. this. I looked at this on the broadcast, and the best way I can describe it as is a well. I guess when we were in attacking, this doesn't really matter. So this, I'll get. We'll get into that in a second. When we get yeah. into extra time. And in the 89th minute, it gets weird. Valeri comes in for Van Rankin. Yeah. Throwing all caution into the wind, and you know, I don't. I don't know exactly what sub it was that made the difference, but. One of the it ends up making the difference. I will say Valeri looked the best I've seen him. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. I thought Valeri was actually Valeri the best that he's been this season, arguably. So that was good to see. I think he knows big moment. This is possibly his last chance to play on the field for the Timbers. So yeah, and yeah. then possibly one of the biggest plays of the game, besides the more goal, is that got, really got the crowd going to build up to Moore's goal was in the 88th minute. I think 88 or 89th. Mm-hmm. Where New York City plays, like, gets, you know, we're full out attacking. They get the ball. They play it forward to Medina. It's Medina. And oh, yeah. No one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Medina and at half and then Clark. Yeah. And all of a sudden, 
Here comes Diego Chara, chugging along. Yeah, yeah. Runs up yeah. to him, beats him, steps in front of him, takes the ball away. Of all, all the Insane. people left on the pitch, the one guy who they always leave in the back is Diego Chara. Because you know that he's not getting beat by a single person in the back. 35-year-old Diego Chara. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The man who everyone wonders, is he ever going to lose a step? No. I don't think so. <laughs> this was probably, I don't know. Again, one of the best games I've seen from him. Don and Garber is going to have to come to the Timbers and say, Diego Chara, please retire, bro. Yeah. You're like 55. <laughs> yeah, literally. Please retire. He is not even close, I yeah. would say, in this, right now. Maybe like, we'll see not, him next season. But, I mean... Maybe. I would yeah. hope that we see him next season, yeah. <laughs> well, see, lose a step, I'm saying. Oh, like, oh yeah. You know, yeah. We Diego Valeri had a sudden drop-off. And I don't think that happens with Diego Chara. Sudden, but not... Like, you could see it coming, though, a little bit with Valeri. Well, I'm saying, like, sudden, like... Like, he, he didn't just, like, lose a step. He fell off a cliff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think that happens with Diego Chara. He's no. too good. Yes. I, he's too I, he's I, too long longevity. He's too good longevity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For that to happen. But, I mean, that... I mean, when Diego Chara makes that... Because when Medina's out in front, you're thinking, oh, 2-0. Well, I mean, yeah. That's, that's game. <laughs> that's, that's over. And yeah. then Diego Chara makes that... And everyone just explodes, you know. Yeah. All like, you know, that was I thought I thought that was that was crazy that moment. He who makes that? Who <laughs> makes that? Diego Chara? Literally, he's the only one. He yeah. saves the game. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. he does. And then you know, eventually, as you know, ninety fourth minute, just the some box, just some box pinball. Yeah. Balls played in. Jimmy gets up, heads it down. Tanias Goda, who hits it. Volley's off, he gets off, goes off a defender. No, it hits Mabiala too in there. Mabiala. <laughs> yeah. And then to Nisgoda, yeah, who yeah. kicks it off a defender, right to Felipe Mora, who puts it in the back of the net. My and goodness. Providence Park, <laughs> as if the Timbers had just won. Literally. Explodes. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I saw some comments like, oh, they look like they just won the Champions League. Okay. We scored a goal in the 94th minute of the final to send it into extra time. What would you expect? Yeah. What would you expect? It was incredible. Yeah. I don't think I will forget this. I will never forget this moment. No, that the was rest the of my life. Shout out to the dude that was next to us. No idea. Never got his name or anything. He was going crazy with us when yeah. we scored that goal. Yeah, because like, <laughs> they scored. We're hugging. And then this dude just comes over and hugs us yeah. both. And then we're both jumping up and cheering. And then when it's over, he comes and he hugs yeah. us again. <laughs> Absolutely insane. It was uh, wonderful. I know it ended up being the two of us sat together. And then my parents, because we had the four season tickets, yeah. they sat up in the top. And um, it they it was literally they said that it was shaped like the whole upper section was like waving up and down like an earthquake, like literally because everybody was jumping at the same time like yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was multiple people out there too. Jason Davis, a bunch of big soccer guys in the U.S. were talking about how crazy it was when that goal went in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean that was enough for me to at least feel like it was a fun, good game. Yeah. Go to. I like it was <laughs> it was like after the Western Conference final game for about 15 20 minutes. Yeah. I had I was beaming. Yeah. I was I was looking around. I just like after after that guy hugged us for the second time, I kind of just looked around and I just soaked it all in. Yeah. I felt like I was going to cry almost. <laughs> it was just the emotions <laughs> were incredible. You just look around and everyone is just so joyous. Yeah. And before this, I mean, it's literally the last kick of the game. The NYC fans are going crazy because they think they just won the cup. Yeah. <laughs> and then 30 minutes, they have nothing. Because at that point, it's like, at home, you score that goal. 
it feels you like have you, should, to, you have to go out and win the game. Exactly. You have and to. that's how all the players describe that feeling, too. It's right. like that was the craziest, best feeling that we've had this season, and now we feel like we are on the front foot. We should have gone and won that game. Yep. Is what everybody says about the game, basically. Even Gio said it in his it is how It is exactly how it should have gone. It's, yeah. it's the same way as like when you score, when you're down like 1 0, and then you score in like the 89th minute in like a regular season game. Yeah. You've got that momentum. You should probably score a second one before the game's over. And at this point, we're in an all out attack. <laughs> yeah. formation basically um, which actually worked very well yeah because, so here's the formation yeah you've got bravo zupark mabiala moreno at right back who doesn't even kind really of. play a right back he, he would, plays a right wing back because he was the only one on the right yeah, yeah. that just gets up a lot mm-hmm. in the middle you have diego chara and jimmy chara and paredes yeah and then you it's like a, I guess it was a four three two one was kind of. kind of the way it looked on the broadcast yeah. a lot of the time. Was you got those four, you got those three, and then you had Nias Gota and Valeri with Mora up top. Yeah. And Nias Gota and Mora were sometimes switching. It, it was just, It was the weirdest formation ever. But it worked because it we worked. overran their midfield. Yeah. That's how it worked. And that so was we how they beat us in play. the first half. Yeah. Is they they're in the like pretty much the first ninety minutes of the game was overrunning the midfield. Mm-hmm. It's exactly how they beat New England. Is they just overran the midfield. When because uh, we talked about it in the Minnesota game. When I talk about their four four two press mm-hmm. or our four four two defense, it's terrible. <laughs> it doesn't work. No, yeah, it doesn't work. When we <laughs> it's run too it flat. flat. Yeah, it's way too because flat. Because yeah. James Sands was carving us up mm-hmm. because he would find the space in between the two strikers, get the ball, turn, distribute. When yeah. you know when we were spread out, you know there were times when he dropped back into the back three. He dropped into a back three, get the ball, drive forward up to our. To our first midfield four, yeah, and then draw one in, distribute. They were attacking like five on four in the backfield. Mm-hmm. They really did a good job of having a bunch of attackers up top, and then still seemingly having a large midfield. Yeah, they works. at all times had like four on four on yeah. the, on the back line. Basically, mm-hmm. everyone always had to be marked up because yeah. if they didn't, you know, they were gone. And they had so many good like build up chances just because of that. One person would play it to another person who would be just like wide open because they're stretching. They're stretching the whole back line the entire yeah. time. Yeah. They're stretching the midfielders. And, you know, it's. I, I don't want to see the 4 4 2 defense next season. Because it I does not. It's not that great. It's I not. don't see it being implemented. I, I don't know. I, in a situation where we have to rotate, maybe. But I don't see it being the main defensive shape. Not the main, shape. but it's how our defensive but. shape has been all season. Yeah. It's, we, it's when we've had Blanco, we bring Blanco yeah, up. Yeah, because then he just slides. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, when, when the team has a crafty midfield, take Minnesota, for example, and then as we've seen in New York, when you have uh, Alonso de, for Minnesota to get the ball in the middle to spray it to Reynoso, you know, you, you when a team is a weaker midfield, the 4 4 2 is fine. Yeah. You know, because yeah, because you can deal with them not overrunning you in the midfield. Yeah. Yeah. But when you face a team that's really good in the midfield, you need to stack your midfield. You need to have people almost man marking their best players. Yeah. And again, as if with the Minnesota game, that's kind of what happened. Paredes man marked Reynoso a lot. Mm-hmm. Or Paredes or Diego Char, whoever it was, came up and yeah. man marked Reynoso whenever he was trying to get on the ball, which made Reynoso have to drop mm-hmm. all the way in the back. Yeah. Just like what happened in Seattle, Roos, or uh, Salt Lake. Rusnak had to drop all the way to the back yeah. in order to get the ball. I mean, that didn't happen. There's no reason for Blanco to have to play as a second striker in defense. I don't. No. Yeah. There's no reason for the counter attack really. I mean, I guess if you get it out, you have an extra guy up. But I don't. 
In this situation, yeah. Because he should because be it, it, it's all about when you if you really care about putting pressure in the back line, you can just press with the top three. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, you can just have because Esprit is really good at pressing because of how big he is. He's also a really good defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jimmy or Jimmy Char, I guess, when he's on the right. He's a very good underrated defender. Moreno is too, actually. Moreno is also yeah. a good defender. Yeah. You know, when you have Blanco on the wing, it's a lot harder to do that because... You know that he's going to be up more. He's yeah. more creative. Yeah, he's not going to be getting back. Which is also what an issue was too with him playing on the wing this game. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, it was... Yeah. That's that's why I think, you know, Gio got a lot of this wrong. For as great as he's been all season with his tactics, I think it was quite lacking in this one. Subs were off. Yeah, which... Because we waited too late to make the second half sub. He makes no subs in extra time. When, yeah. Because the momentum of the goal lasts us through the first half of extra time. Which is... We're dominating. As I yeah. said, 67% possession. Which is what I wanted to get to because I felt like, yeah, we have so much momentum. The adrenaline is running. We have the legs at this moment in the first half of extra time to go and get that goal. We really should have scored in that first half. Yes. And I said it multiple times. If we don't score in this extra time, like... I don't trust going to penalties. Yeah, you told me. Like, I, I just, yeah. it, if it goes into penalties, like, <laughs> you have guys like Bravo who could not run at the end of the game. Like, literally, Bravo run himself into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Which is exactly, I, it's exactly what I said in the last episode. Every player, run yourself into the ground. Yeah. This yeah. is it. Yeah, which I think Bravo was arguably one of the best players for us. Yes, I think he, in terms he could of have been like, man of the match in my opinion. Yeah. Him, um, Diego Chara, and yeah, Jimmy Diego Chara, Chara were incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but Bravo, what I want to say, Bravo was Bravo showed why we got him. Yes, definitely. I mean, this is we talk about this every time he looks good, but this was really it. Yeah, just pressing, I mean, winning every single ball that he could, and just yeah. getting it forward somehow. Second half of extra time, he had a play where he ran up the wing, and then he had to get back, won the ball, and then he lost it again. He literally could not get back. Like he did, he did not have the legs to get all yeah. the way back to cover the guy. That ball scored. went out for a corner. Like, hands immediately went on his knees. Yeah, yeah. Just bent over, just like huffing for breath. Because I mean, there was times where he was the only person putting enough pressure on the by dribbling at the back yeah. line. So he would end up all the way on the right side of the back line yeah. next to Van Riken, like sitting in front of the back, like other three, mm-hmm. to stop somebody coming forward. Um, which <laughs> I don't know if you always want that, but yeah. it was it worked when he did it. So yeah. But yeah, so not scoring a goal in that second in that first half, I think is what. Well, I mean, it is the loss of the game. <laughs> I mean, the penalties, it's so up in the air. Mm-hmm. They were rough. <laughs> not gonna lie, they were pretty oh. rough. Let's, well, but, first off, Claudio Bravo has the most touches in this game by a Timbers player. Yeah, by a lot. You should. He's not. the only one with a hundred plus touches, and he has a hundred and twenty-eight of them. Yeah, you do not. That's not what you want. Yeah, that is. That just shows. That it was fine, but it's not what we like. You know, it's not what you want. Yeah, it's because again, Blanco's not in his role. Yeah. So Blanco's not touching the ball. Yeah, Bla- Bravo had yeah. five tackles, four interceptions, six clearances, eight of thirteen on ground duels. You know, it was it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, he was four of eight on his crosses. He was the only one like actually having good crosses, which yeah. I think was the biggest thing watching the replay. <laughs> Was seeing these crosses and seeing the ones that landed all came from Bravo. Yeah, most of them were just in there, shot in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that somebody's there, I guess. Um, yeah, which is just, it was frustrating to watch. Because <laughs> it's like, it does not work. It literally just did not work, ever. And it's like, they just kept doing it. And yeah, so yeah. We, we come down uh, talking about subs again. In the first half of extra time, right at the, about the end, it looked like he was going to bring in Loria. Yeah. And, you know, we had a sub, but we didn't have a sub window, so we'd have to bring him in mm-hmm. during the half. And he doesn't bring him in. 
That was the perfect player to bring in. Yeah, I think he's just it. You have to bring in another attacking player to yeah. reinvigorate the offense. And, you know, you think, oh, who do you sub him in for? You sub a sub. I, yeah. You bring out Valeri, so. probably. Maybe. You I think Valeri, Valeri, at that point, though, Valeri... Or you bring out Nieskoto or Mora. You know, you don't really bring out Jimmy Chara because you've dropped him into the midfield and he's running for you right there. Yeah. You know, you don't drop out Moreno because he's at right back. You don't drop out Diego Chara. You don't drop out Paredes. It comes down to Valeri, Mora, or Nieskoda. Which is tough because those are your three best penalty takers going into penalties, arguably. Yep. Or they should be, <laughs> which we found out that maybe they aren't. But, uh, yeah, I he should have come in because I think he played really well, too, in the last game. Yeah. That's why I don't... Played I think really well. He deserved to get a chance, at least, in this game. Um, but, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know how you... Because, I mean, at that point, he probably would have come in with, what, 10 minutes left, maybe, in the second half of extra time? Maybe. Well, you sub, or you sub him in. You have to sub him in that half. Oh, you have to. Yeah, yeah. Um, even for penalties, he's a good penalty taker, I think. So, yeah. Well, I mean, we saw that Nieskoda is not one of the... Maybe he was fifth, but he was not one of the first four. Yeah, that's true. So, you know. That's true. And you can put, like, Diego Char at fifth, so... Nieskoda came on so late, though. Like, he still had fresh legs. That's, yeah. I don't think you take So then bring off. out more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. At that point, you... Because the thing is, that at that point, if he if that really is what he's thinking, you don't play for penalties in that situation. No. You don't play for penalties <laughs> when you've been on the front foot for the last 15 years. Nobody months. wants to go into penalties at home like that. That's Nobody a wants to go into penalties. Situation. New York yeah. was playing for penalties. Yeah, because you know, for them, it's New like, York, okay. New York wouldn't want to make that sub because they want their best penalty takers in. Yeah. We do not want that. We want that sub. Because we want to go out and attack them and win yeah. the game. Because, as we've seen, penalties are a crapshoot. There's a lot more for us to matter. lose in penalties at home yeah. than there was for New York. Yeah. And now we're 0 for 2 at home this season, not penalties. Or in the last uh, two the last two playoff games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rough after uh, having a streak of, I don't even know, a lot in a row. <laughs> not losing penalties. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They showed a stat um, that was during Geo's time. As Timbers coach, the Timbers have zero wins, one draw, and 33 lo- or like, I think it was 30-something losses when down one at halftime. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know if it was 30 Jeez. losses, but it was like 20 losses or something. It was some insane number. I mean, this is only the third loss at home in the last, what, 12, 15, something like that? Yeah. Years in the last so. cup? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was since 2011... Home teams, or 2010 or 11, home teams were 9-2. and two. Yes. We were one of those two when we and, beat Columbus. Um, Seattle and Tyrano. Yes. Yeah. Um, but every other home team had won. Third. And yeah. we could not do that. <laughs> frustrating. Yeah. Really frustrating. It really is. Yeah. I mean, at least it was in penalties, to be fair. If it ended one nothing in normal time, that would have been way worse. In yeah. My like, but uh, let's go through penalties. We uh, They are up first. Yes, uh, Castellanos puts yeah. away the first penalty, shoots it almost right at Steve Clark. He could have had it. It was close. It yeah. is da- just I mean, down to his. Can't right. put that on Steve, but like it was close. Yeah. And then um, Mora steps up. I had said that Mora was going to be first. Mm-hmm. I thought Diego Valeri would probably be fifth. He's... But uh, Mora's first, terrible pen. Yeah. To the goalkeeper's <laughs> yeah. left. Yeah. Doesn't hit it hard hard enough or put it far no, enough to, in the corner to his left. Goalkeeper's right. That's it. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I was looking at the goalkeeper. Um, but yeah, the down to the goalkeeper's right, and it's just not fast enough, not in the corner enough. Sean Johnson is the long goalkeeper. 
And we, we obviously couldn't see it, but I watched it back on the replay. Sean Johnson stands behind the line. Really? Yeah. Wow. Just, uh, just in case, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And he's just so like long that he can easily get it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, he gets it. And then Alfredo Morales pops up. Steve Clark makes a save. We're back Big. in this. Yeah, that one felt like, yeah, okay, we're fine. And then <laughs> our cup steps Hilary. And Hilary. Yeah, our penalty yeah, You're like, he's not missing this. <laughs> like, oh, and rough, rough one. Hilary also, sh- this is almost the same exact pen as Mora. Same placement, exactly the same, yeah. not enough speed. Sean Johnson easily gets it. Yeah. And now Valeri has missed his last three pens. He yeah. missed, well, he missed two against Seattle. One technically wasn't, like, counted as a pen. But he did miss. Fry was off the line, yeah. but he was off. Yeah. And then he misses the retake. And then... Uh, misses this. That was three. Oh, that was three. Who missed the one in at Club America? Didn't somebody miss? No, Mora made his. Oh, okay. Never mind. Oh, at Club America. Oh, at Club America. That was Valeri. Valeri made that. He made it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Maxi Morales steps up. This one's big. Steve, it has to be saved, pretty much. Yeah. It's not. He puts it home. Or there was two more, really, that he could have saved. But yeah, that yeah. one that would have been big if he saved yeah. that one. Santiago Moreno steps up. Very surprising that the third taker is Moreno. Yeah. 21-year-old in, his MLS, in the MLS Cup. <laughs> Great composure. Yeah, he makes it. Slots it <laughs> so, home. Yeah. He's going to be incredible for us next yeah, year. Yes, hopefully. Uh, Magno steps up. And then this, actually, this is the one where it's like, you know, this, it's kind of go time to save one. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like, you know, it's go time because they can just keep making it. And, you know, we can't miss at this point if he makes this. Yeah. And which just even, even more pressure he makes. Mm-hmm. And then up steps Paredes, <laughs> which uh, is a very interesting uh, yeah, one. But, I mean, but okay. I mean, Paredes yeah. just takes his. It's the classic defender penalty kick. Yeah. Kick it. Hard as you can, right down the middle. That's yeah, exactly what it does. Yeah, it's yeah. in. And then kind of step, steps up, and we all know what happens there. I mean, yeah. Puts it home. Stadium just dies. Yeah. Our stadium actually doesn't even die. We all, the whole stadium, pretty much the whole stadium, just kept chanting PTFC for the players, yeah. which was I thought yeah. was quite wonderful. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It was just... Kind of an anticlimactic ending, too, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Especially but, once it was like, yeah, he's going to make this. Like, the but, last one. But as you were saying, it's better to lose in penalties because we got that Mora moment. Yeah. That exactly. was, if we, just we went still, home, if we just went home, lost 1 0, we'd feel so bad. Oh, yeah. And, like, but we were the, still a better team for yeah. a good amount of the game. Like, not for a good amount of the game. Or for all of extra time and some of the second half. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But I mean, yeah, you have, I mean, we just, we, we will keep this feeling. Of the more goal with us forever. Yeah. I mean, I watching if if you guys out there haven't listened to Jake Sibbins call it, <laughs> it's, yeah. please find so it. So good. Yeah. I mean, it, just go look on the Timbers Twitter account. I mean, I I I got emotional again watching it. It's just so incredible. <laughs> yeah. It just brought back all the emotions again. Jake you know? could not talk after that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so funny because, you know. They're, you know, it was just on the radio, so Jake has to commentate everything. He's like, more, needs go to Mora. Oh! And then you hear, and then you hear Lee, uh, Lee in the back go, yes, yes! And then they <laughs> yeah, just kind of yeah. like shut up. <laughs> and then like, Jake talks just a tiny bit more, and then he's just, he's just quiet. Yeah. And just lets the, lets the sound of the stadium. I mean, I've listened to so many videos of that sound. This, it's just ex- an explosion. No, that's the loudest I've ever been in anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like. It was. Yeah. As I said, I'm gonna keep it there forever. Yeah. You know, you know. Whenever I need a little bit of joy, I'll just go back <laughs> and listen to that, that moment. Yeah. Because I mean, it's just 
It's the same type of joy I get when I watch Bournemouth in the uh, champion in the in the championship playoffs, promotion playoffs last year, when they went two 0 up on Brentford or one 0 up but two 0 up on the le- in the second leg, mm-hmm. and I stop after that because <laughs> you know that'll that'll be what happens with this Timbers yeah. game. Yeah. I'll go to the highlights, I'll watch that goal, and I'll I'll turn it off because yeah. I don't like what comes next. But I feel so happy but in that moment. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean this was. You know, the atmosphere was incredible. I, I mean, it was it was a fun time, yes. obviously, except yeah. for the result. Yeah. You know, it was incredible. But I not hope... a good MLS Cup, so. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about um, probably the biggest fiasco was the inflatable MLS Cup. <laughs> yeah. Who at MLS thought it would be a great idea to bring it out in the windy, terrible day that in it was? In a December Ooh. day in Portland. Who? <laughs> yeah. Who thought that was a great yeah. idea? It, it just it just stopped immediately. It just blew over. It was yeah, done. yeah. They that tried. Was, they got it up. And they tried. They got they it, put up, it in the middle. And they then, got it to the middle, and yeah, it just died. Yeah. And then they just had to dejectably wield it off. Yeah. Wheel that was funny. Off. Very funny. Also, the army didn't get to put up the full tifo. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a pretty cool design so with Chara and Valeria on the sides. Yeah. yeah. It was the club of kings. Yeah. Is what they said with their faces, and then mm-hmm. it was a. Re- then the one that they did show was just reclaim the throne. Yeah, but it would have been cool if they got to do the whole thing. But I mean, makes sense. Yeah. Maybe, but. Um, yeah, that MLS Cup was funny though. Yeah, that was. I mean, <laughs> we watched. Well, first off, it came out. We were like, "What is this thing? Yeah, what did they bring?" <laughs> yeah, and then you know, end up inflating it, and it would have yeah. looked really cool had it, you know, actually stayed up. But yeah, of course but it no. didn't. <laughs> but oh no, yeah. Also, national anthem was kind of uh, kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really like that they didn't sing. Yeah, it was. But, but the Timbers Army started belting it out. Yeah, which country. saved it. But look, um, I don't like Portugal the Man. <laughs> yeah. They made Feel It Still. <laughs> yeah. And I hate that song. <laughs> I hate Feel It Still. <laughs> so Anti-Portugal the Man. Should have been Amine. <laughs> Is Jeremy anti-Portland? <laughs> no, anti-Portugal. <laughs> oh, 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 anti-Portugal, okay. Yeah. This um, man hates Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> All of Portugal. <laughs> All of Portugal, just please don't even. I don't. I don't, don't, don't even. Hear about it. Don't even. But uh, but I mean, yeah. I mean, this was it was it was definitely a little bit weird, you know. Just yeah. Because it was just the. It's not like they're just like a band that plays. They sing too. So That's I what I was saying. It was sing. weird, and then like nobody even really knew that it started. So yeah. like everybody was off with the scarves at first, and yeah. Yeah, the timber, the <laughs> land of the timbers was at the end of the national anthem was I mean, as loud as we've ever heard it. Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. Could you imagine if it was like a nice day? How <laughs> fun <laughs> yeah. it would have been? Yeah, actually it cleared up for extra time. It did. So that was nice. At the point where my feet were already wet. Yeah, so my hat was like know. dripping. With... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was, you know, rain jacket covered. Our our box had like a, it was like a little caved in, so there was just a little puddle. Big puddle. To stand in. Only in our spot. Tyler was standing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, Tyler was rain boots. Yeah, yeah. So, I was, I was in my, I was in just normal shoes. So, I <laughs> they got, they got really wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I came home and I was walking to the house with just the. I took off my shoes outside. I was very okay, smart yeah, thinking yeah. about that. Then yeah. I stepped inside and I was walking around a little bit. My parents like chased me down. They were like, "Oh, your socks." They're like, "Go yeah. upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> get off the hardwood." <laughs> I was like, "What's wrong?" And I looked behind me. There's yeah. wet footprints. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it was it was a great day, overall. Yeah. Well, look, I'm just gonna say I haven't had a great weekend. Two out of <laughs> so all six of my favorite teams have played. Only two of them have won. Bournemouth lost. 
Timbers lost. Oregon Ducks basketball, well, men's basketball lost. Mm. Um, the Blazers lost terribly. And yeah. then, you know, the Chargers won and Oregon's women's basketball won. But, you That's know, good. I didn't really watch the Oregon women's game because we were at the MLS Cup. That's true. And I didn't get to watch all the Chargers game because it wasn't all on TV. So, hey, football the only team. games that I really got to watch all the way through were they were all really bad games, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bournemouth got, Bournemouth <laughs> got killed. Timbers lost in the most pain-breaking way possible. Yeah. Oregon Ducks lost on a buzzer beater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We were there live for that one. Blazers <laughs> just got rolled over by the Timberwolves. Yeah. I. Hey, the the Ducks got a new head coach. That's I'm a very positive. happy. That's a positive. You know. <laughs> and he's probably good. So yeah. that's a that's a good positive, I guess, out of the weekend yeah. or the week. Yeah. Weekend, yeah. Well, it's all all to this Saturday. We have to wake up at four thirty for a Warriors game. So, that have fun, <laughs> have, have fun yeah. with that one, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. As we as we've said, I think I would have liked to have seen this game with our salt uh, with our starting lineup against Salt Lake. I you know I don't really know if the game. Goes I still a lot think you put a screen in. Yeah, but I I don't really know if this game goes a lot differently, but I think it I think it probably doesn't look as mismatched. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, but obviously it can't be the full Salt Lake lineup because of Paredes, and I think that's probably one of the bigger reasons why is because Fuchibe just sometimes got overwhelmed in the midfield. Mm-hmm. That's true. But yeah, but yeah, he did. I mean, I think it was an incredible day for the city. Yeah, you could tell how much it meant to everyone. Mm-hmm. I really hope we get to host another one. I know because that was yeah, I know. Yeah, we need to and, win one. Out. You know, we'll get to this in our uh, off season, in our season recap and off season episode, which. Uh, we come in and we'll probably record that in a few days or something. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think we have a good chance next year. Uh, yeah, I think we definitely should have yeah. a good chance next year. Everybody should be back. Yeah. Which all we the, have not all seen. The, our, all the major players should be back. Yeah, that are out right now. Yeah. That have been out, been partially injured. I mean, you know, Blanco, 100%. Andy Polo should be back. Well, let's talk about... Or I guess let's... Let's talk about... Let's switch off to yeah. our next topic, yeah. which uh, is really quick on the... Uh, expansion draft for Charlotte FC, which mm-hmm. is coming up tomorrow, and uh, the Timbers have to offer players because they did not have a player taken by Austin FC. Yeah. Um, you know, we were able to protect twelve players. The players we did not protect are Jeff, Bonilla, Steve, Fochive, uh, Jorge Gonzalez, who is a player we signed and then just sent out on loan. Yeah. Ivacic. Jome, uh, Mabiala, McGraw, Manny Perez, another player we just yeah. kind of just sent on loan, Andy Polo, Diego Valeri, Van Rankin, and Zambrano. Mm-hmm. Now look, we don't have to worry about Valeri, we don't have to worry about Mabiala, and we don't have to worry about Steve Clark. None of those three are getting picked. They're way too old. Valeri is nowhere near good enough. Um, I don't think anybody's taking Valeri anyways. No, no one's taking Valeri. I think they <laughs> just know that he means too much to the Timbers. Like it's, it's probably going to be a respect thing. If he yeah, was better, maybe they take. Well, that's him. why he's not in that. But the fact that he's never done anything, he hasn't done anything that great recently. He's never done anything. Whoa! Well, except recently, <laughs> I, I threw in recently. Yeah, I threw in recently. I realized. I realized the mistake of my phrase. This dude made our club. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's never done Continue. anything, bro. Not even the best <laughs> you. Um, but look, no one. You know, they're not going to want him. Out of a respect thing, hopefully more than just even like a basic numbers thing. Yeah. You know, you don't. Even if. If he was like still Diego Valeri, you know, obviously we would have protected him. Yes. But you know, yeah. I wouldn't have. You know, it would have made sense if we picked him here. But if they pick, I don't know why they would I pick mean, him here. You're not just, gaining anything from he, Diego Valeri. Uh, he might just retire anyways if they got yeah. they picked him. Like. Or get picked <laughs> and just like say, "Can I go back to Argentina? Why would I want yeah, to play to Charlotte?" Yeah, like. Um, 
Oh, we'll just go down the list. Jeff, uh, I don't think that so. Makes sense, injury prone. That he's not saved. That makes sense. Who? Jeff. Yeah. No reason to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bonilla is one of the few I could see going. Very yeah. young. So, uh, no, fullback. Yeah, similar to a not, fan. Not really a, an MLS starter level, but it could have that potential. Mm-hmm. You know, cheap. One of the cheapest, cheaper guys. It's really similar to Farfan, actually. Yeah. With Farfan wasn't picked in the end. He was we just traded him. He was just traded, yeah. Yeah. But similar. Yeah. We don't need him, but another team would like to have him. Yes. Yeah. Steve Clark, you don't have to worry about. He's what, 35, 36? Yeah. He's too old. He's probably going to be around for one or two more years and then gone. Mm-hmm. Charlotte doesn't want to pick that guy. Yeah. Vochive, maybe. Maybe. I think. Yeah. He's about 29, 28. So he's like. He's about in the primary range. Yeah, know? probably. Again, kind of a fringe MLS starter guy. Mm-hmm. I can see that being a guy they look at if they want someone more like... Maybe. He's got some current. experience too. Yeah, I for mean, current. Yeah. You've got... Uh, I, we won't even address Jorge Gonzalez. I no <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ivacic could be a maybe because maybe. he's a... They're, they're going to want to pick a starting keeper though, I think. He's a somewhat young keeper though. Or he's yeah. like, what, 25, 26? He's young. Yeah. yeah. Um, Joe May, no, just because he doesn't, he has nowhere near enough experience. Mabiala, we don't have to worry about. I don't know. For as good as he is, he's 34, and he's probably 34, one of the biggest yeah. thing. Charlotte FC already has uh, Christian Fuchs from Leicester, Le- Leicester City's defender, who's like 34. Mm-hmm. So he's probably one of their starting center backs already. You do not really want a 34 year old pairing That's starting true. center back for That's an expansion true. team yeah. when you're eventually going to need to replace them. So you, don't, you want to get a younger center back. It's not Bobby Oliver. As good as he is, I doubt, I, you know, if yeah. they're just picking for talent, Bobby Oliver is probably the player yeah. on this list to pick. But, but if they're thinking about it in terms of like the upcoming years, because in like two years, they're going to have to get new center backs. Yeah. Bobby Oliver and Fuchs are going to be gone. You know? a, a team like Charlotte's not building to win MLS Cup this year. Exactly. <laughs> like, like They're maybe like in the future. like in Atlanta and LAFC did when they came into the league, but that's not Charlotte. And we've seen how Charlotte's not going. LAFC is kind of devolving now. Yeah, they, yeah. See, that's, now leaving. That's the issue with starting off too strong. You know, you got to build. Atlanta is still kind of in this weird range. Yeah, they're they have both gone downhill significantly since they came into the yeah. league. You yes. know, I don't. Uh, I mean, not Atlanta. Atlanta <laughs> kind of Atlanta did it well. They yeah. won the. I mean, they won the. I MLS mean, they did Cup. win. That's fair. But LAFC was, you know, but they don't just, have like fell short. They really just don't have the longevity. Yeah. As of now, no. that's why I think a team like Nashville. They're, well, see, here's the thing. Atlanta is now just getting by by spending money. Yeah, Charlotte exactly. will not have Atlanta money. No, no. Yeah, so they have to build smart. They have yeah. to build young. Mm-hmm. They have to build semi-proven guys. You know, kind yeah. of like a Bonilla. That, that's why I think they're going to build like a Nashville or an Austin. Yes. Which is well, and here's here's the thing. Nashville was trading like all of their international slots for money. Mm-hmm. I think they acquired like one million. And I can't remember if it was Gam or Tan. <laughs> so stupid, <laughs> man! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Just. Call it money and just yeah. let them all mean the same thing. But they traded away like three or four international slots because they can't. They have so many good like homegrown and local guys, like guys that aren't don't fill those slots that are so good that they don't need those international slots so they can just get all the money that they want and then yeah. spend it on, you know, either messing up, like mixing around contracts, you know, stuff like that. But, I mean, the, Charlotte, it does not have the money of an LAFC or an Atlanta yeah. So they're going to want to build smart. And Larry Smobiola, for as good as he is, is not building a team smart. No. He'll be good for a year or two. And then... Yeah. 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 McGraw is the other side of the spectrum where he is 
young, but has not really played. He's unproven. He's unproven. He could be very good. He could not. Who knows? Yeah, he could be an MLS starter. He could just be a fringe guy. We don't really know. I, I mean, I really want to keep him in Timbers. I think he's a good fourth, fifth option just to just kind of bring in if you yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, I feel really like he's been good every time he comes yeah. in. Yeah. Um, what's that? You've got Manny Perez, which yeah, again, we don't, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> don't know. And then Andy Polo is, that's I think... Big. I think it. I think the. I think it's going to come down to either Polo or Bonia. Yeah, I could definitely see Polo yeah. being picked. The only thing is, Polo is one of our more expensive players on this list that aren't like Maviala or Valeri, obviously. Yeah. Or Clark. Which I mean, because he's a proven, very good player, international player. Mm-hmm. It's I, just the fact that, that Charlotte wants to take a risk with the injury. I know? I feel like because Polo has been like back in training. I think so. risking on this one injury is not much of a risk, in no. my opinion, because he's not an injury-prone yeah. player, um, or as injury-prone as others. Mm-hmm. I, if I were a new team and I saw Andy Polo as an option, I would pick him up. Yeah. He is a very good player, and he's proven himself, and he's going to fly under the radar, I think. Yes. A lot of, a lot of teams are going to underestimate him coming into a roster like that. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it could be good for his career to get a starting spot, but I would do not want to see him leave. Well, here's the thing: do we need really need winger depth? I mean, right now we got Moreno. That's you've got Espria and Blanca, or Espria and Jimmy Char as our starting wingers, That's and then true. you have We're Moreno both, as Loria yeah. and our as our backups. You know, That's true. we've got four really good wingers mm-hmm. that sets two and two. So obviously, you know, you think about it, maybe if you like yeah. injuries or whatnot, but like, you know, base level. Depth is what really set. Which, I mean, as of winger. right now, if Polo's playing the way that he was playing before he got injured, I think Polo's still the first option off the bench. Really? I, I'd have to, uh, That's tough, actually. I have to see him play again, honestly. I need to Moreno's see him... going to be good, so... I know. That's what, as of right now, like, Moreno is a projected to be very good kind yeah. of guy, but we know that Polo can come in and do the job right now yeah. at, like, at a very high level. So we can project that Moreno is probably going to be above that at some point. Which is also why I'm surprised but, we didn't save Lur- we didn't save him over Luria. You know that just shows that yeah, the organization yeah. values him. That's more true. values Luria more than Polo. Yeah, that's very interesting actually. Um, yeah, I wonder Luria. They're around the same age, I think. Yeah, I'll... they're both they're both not old and they're not like young. They're coming into their prime, I want to say. Well, maybe Luria's younger, actually. He's 24. Luria? Andy Polo, I think, is like okay. 26, maybe. Andy Polo is 27. Right? Yeah, okay. That makes sense. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, but in the general same age yeah. range. And um, then we talked about Diego Valeri. That's a no. Uh, yeah. Van Rankin is very interesting because, again, nobody owns him in the MLS. Yeah. This yeah. is basically drafting the rights to talk to... Chivas about it. <laughs> yeah, and then Chivas can just say no. <laughs> yeah. Take him back. This yeah. is basically the rights to buying him from Chivas, so I, which is not going to happen. There, yeah, no Because you have to pay a fee for that. Van Rankin, I, I, we talked about this in our offseason episode, but it hasn't been good enough to really justify yeah. spending that money on him. At the same time, what else do we have? We have to sign somebody else if he goes. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that next <laughs> okay. episode, because okay. I've got a couple names. Okay, that's not for this episode. That's okay. yeah. That's a, that's for our next one. This one's okay. already been pretty long, so okay. that'll be for our next one. And then uh, Renzo Zambrano, who is actually, if you told me to pick a three from this, it would probably be Polo, uh, Bonilla, or Zambrano. Because, you know, yeah. Zambrano is probably one of the more proven players that, like, on this list of players that are, like, in the range to pick. He's 27. 
he's right in his prime in terms of the prime age for sports. Yeah. I mean, there also was a chance that, you know, none of our players could get drafted. We get all these players back. Yippee-doo-dah. Yippee-dee-day. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. If, if I'm Charlotte looking at this list, and, you know, I, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of other players. There's a... Look at some of the big names. I think um, Salt Lake had Rubin up. You know, that's a pretty solid yeah. pick. You know, Which, whatever. It's just... I want to mention with uh, Zambrano, too... Um, so, I mean, he's not in the rotation no, at the moment. he's fallen out. And also, as of now, um, so the Timbers declined contract options for Joe May, Jorge Gonzalez, and Manny Perez. Mm-hmm. Um, out of contract, Renzo Zambrano, Steve Blanco, Ivicic, and Ben Rankin. But the only one that they are not in contract discussions with for a new contract is Zambrano. Yeah. So, I think they are definitely okay with losing him in a draft like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I agree. I don't see him fitting in really next season unless there's a big injury, especially with Williamson coming back. I, uh, well, hopefully Williamson is coming back. I mean, he's in training now, so he'd have a pretty big re-aggravation of his injury. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like Renzo, but he's not a necessary piece of this team. I think. Yeah. Actually, yeah. it wasn't Ruby and it was, um, it was Diego Rubio. From Colorado, that's oh, the best yeah, thing I've yeah, ever yeah. saw. You know, you've got a player like him. You've got uh, Jamal Blackman from LAFC. Okay. You know, LAFC list here. You've got Diego Rossi. Really? You could pick that, Diego Rossi. Wow, I mean, <laughs> that would be big, actually. Oh, they can get Matuidi. <laughs> Matuidi, uh, yeah, that would be crazy. I don't want to come watch that. Ah, Fernando Audi is here from Minnesota. Oh, Chris Duvall is on okay. Cincinnati's list. Oh, Chris Duvall, okay. Yeah. Um, They're just going to build a ex-Timbers team yes, in, uh, in yes, Charlotte. Yeah. I can make Charlotte my second team. Yeah. <laughs> I, got fa- I got family around there. I can make them my second team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm looking at this. Portland's got some of the better, some of the be- best talent, I guess, Did around. They uh, oh, they can get a Will Bruin. Oh, no. No, no, no. Get that man out Wait, of here. Wait, no, no, Come no. On. Yeah, get him out of the West. Get him out of the West. Actually, that's true. That's true. We sent him to Charlotte. And yeah. yeah. Um, Freddie Montero. How exactly did... Get Freddie yeah, Montero yeah, get him out, out of here. Jeez, yeah. Get, <laughs> get him out of Cascadia. Oh, he's stuck in Cleveland. Interesting. Um, but I don't... So what's the... Do you know the format of the, um, the draft? Or like how it works? Because... I don't know how many players they get to pick out of that pool or uh, anything. Well, here's the thing. Like that. I've got a list. Right? I've got a thing right here. Oh, okay. Five okay. rounds. Charlotte FC may select up to five players from the eligible pool of players, claiming only a single player from any club. Okay. Charlotte FC will be permitted three minutes for each selection. I like how that's a rule <laughs> when yeah. there's no one else picking. Yeah, literally. They have three minutes for what? Yeah. Uh, no timeouts. No time. <laughs> and no trades are permitted. <laughs> no timeouts. That's funny. Oh, key parameters. GAM. Charlotte FC will receive an additional sum of GAM as compensation for five exempt teams, protected homegrown players, and 12 protected players per team in the MLS expansion draft, consistent with prior expansion teams. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, LA Galaxy, Nashville, New York, Orlando, and San Jose can't be picked because they had players picked by Austin. Yeah. yeah. And then Blake Bodley, um, Hunter, Solte, and, and Williamson. Williamson cannot be picked because they're homegrown players. Yeah. Uh, the Which follow, yeah. Okay, if a player, okay, I kind of want to see why like Diego Rossi is on the list and stuff like that. Um, 
If a player's contract expires at the end of 2021, he will still be considered part of the club's roster, like with Zambrano. If a club is protects a player, the club is not obligated to exercise the player's option. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Um, option decline free agents and out-of-contract free agents are not automatically protected and are eligible for selection. And... Okay. So why is Diego Rossi in here? <laughs> why? <laughs> well... What, wait, what was the rule that would make it so that he can't be? Uh, well, I don't know why Diego Rossi's on here. It's been transferred out. Oh, yeah. He's gone. He's out of the league. <laughs> that's very true. I really do not understand he's why. On the, so, I mean, he's not. Maybe that's a mistake. Because... it's Unless it's, LAFC still owns his rights? Would that... I don't think it was a loan, though. I think it was just a straight-up transfer. That's what I thought, too. But if it was a loan, then I think that would make us that he could. So maybe it was a loan, and we're just mistaken here. No. No, no. But I, Diego Rossi. Yeah, no, that doesn't... Pretty sure it was not a loan. Yeah. Yeah, so I have no clue why he'd be on here. I don't know. Right. Who cares about that? He, he I think it'd be funny <laughs> if they picked him, and but, then LAFC's yeah. <laughs> like, you know he's... He's like, gone. <laughs> Fenerbahce, Fenerbahce yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah tra- transferred. We can say that he Oh, won. wait, no. Oh, no. Um, yes? No. Okay, it's something. Something. <laughs> oh, it was alone. It was. So they wow. could. So Charlotte could bring him back <laughs> if LAFC. Yeah. But they wouldn't get him until the summer because he's with Fenerbahce until the summer. Okay, but that doesn't. Oh, okay. Wait, yeah. so why isn't he protected? Oh, they must have an option to buy. But when you want they that must. money, I'm so weird. confused right now. So that is why, though. That's the okay. I'm gonna try to like, just like a, a little, uh, just a little bit, just to see if like you can see the reason why he's allowed. Trans DRC transfer. Let's just see like what this was. Um, is finalizing his transfer. Source agreed agreed upon deal is loan with the ex- expectation to purchase. So they just haven't purchased yet. Basically, is what that means. And but they're so, going to eventually. So if they're going to claim the, but like you, but if I'm if I'm an expansion club, I would claim his rights. Oh yeah. Does that mean I get that money? Yes. I, I think. would think that means I would get the money. Yeah. So if if he were to go to Charlotte, go to Charlotte, not actually play for Charlotte until possibly the summer, and then his club now decides that they want to buy him, I think that goes to Charlotte. Yeah. But there's got to be a part of it that goes to LAFC. I would think it's a. There's gotta. There's no way LAFC just gets nothing. Honestly, that wouldn't be a bad move by Charlotte then. <laughs> yeah, because I you <laughs> either get like money, I guess, or you get Diego Rossi. Yeah, that's, I'm doing it. That's not a bad move. I mean, there there are. Um, there's been situations where guys are taken in a draft and then they just get traded, like Valentin, mm-hmm. um, and just to get either money or another player. So, actually, I think Valentin being traded is how um, Austin got their keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm um, looking at the list that's, like, the best players available for selection. And so let me just see. Um, yeah, Diego Rubio is one of the first off just because he's, like, really good. Maviola is on yeah. this list. This is for high price, good talent, which is Maviola. Yeah. Um, yeah, the main point is that he's 34. Value plays Andy Polo is one of the first people. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I really can see him going. Yeah. Of one, of, He could be one of the five, which would... That would suck, but it could be good for him, so... Okay, okay. Okay, here we go. Um, the... Wait. Yeah. 
This is Galley Spring, Half Big Thought. Don't overtake the series, but it crossed my mind. And after watching, yeah, so yeah, we can. They, they can. It seems like they can steal the transfer fee for Diego Rossi. Wow. Why would LAFC even allow him? Why would they not save him then, just to get the money? Yeah, Rossi is technically on loan from LAFC to Fenerbahce, and I'm sorry, I'm saying. I think it's Fenerbahce. I don't know. Yeah. Fenerbahce. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's Turkish. We don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Even though sources have described it as a foregone conclusion that the deal becomes permanent this spring anyway, I'm just saying. that I think that means they can just snag as... Wow. I am picking Diego Ross. There has to be... Look, s- if there's some like yeah. gray line that we don't understand, then you know that's fine. But if there's also some gray line where like it happens and then they end up getting a ton of money... Take it. Take yeah, it. Take it. For, for uh, Rossi, that's got to be a good amount of money. That's a nice way to start off your your uh, your livelihood yeah. in MLS. Transfer market yeah. says that it's $15 million. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Going it. <laughs> but I'm also seeing an article that only says like eight or nine, which is it still crazy good. That doesn't matter. Take for Rossi. an expansion team in MLS, they can get a good DP for that. Oh my goodness. Please take Rossi. Wow. That's incredible. Why? There's yeah, either, somebody that... I, like, there has to be some reason they would put him up. There has to be. Or they have to have really wanted to keep the guys that they saved. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. I kind of hope that they take him, though. Yeah, <laughs> I think that'd be well. And then there's also another player, Alexandru... Uh, Mit- Mit- oh, Mitrovic? Mitri- Mitrovic, right? No? Alexander Mitrovic? Oh, um, dude. Yeah, just kidding, just kidding. Alexandre uh, <laughs> Matrida is on loan from NYCFC oh, yeah. NYC yeah, to uh, Pauk in Greece, and it's the same right. sort of thing. He was acquired for seven million, and still, and like, and he's on loan. It's a yeah, loan. Yeah, so they can steal more money. Up. All five of their picks are just guys on loan to get money. There's only two. There's only two. Oh, there's only two. Okay. okay, he said if he had to pick his five, yeah, it would be okay. Diego Rubio, uh, Malte Amundinson, Andy Polo, Tristan Blackman, and then Stuart Finley. So yeah, Andy Polo's. I would say he's gone. Sadly. Yeah. Well, well. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, well, this either for them or for us, but Polo is close to getting a green card, which means he would jump down from an international spot to a oh normal spot. That would be big. So it's big for either us or for Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully us. But <laughs> it depends on the identity that Charlotte wants to yeah. take too. If they want to be an attacking team, a defensive team. Because uh-huh. if they're playing Polo on the wing, they're not playing defensive. No. So, I mean, I guess they could. Yeah. But, but hey, MLS rules are weird. Yeah. We have been going for a very long time. Have we? Okay. Yes, we have. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, uh, we we will be recording another episode in a couple of days with yeah. our season overview, our off-season outlook. I will be quizzing Tyler on Portland Timber Facts throughout the season. <laughs> we will see if he really knows his stuff. I believe Don't research. Myself. No, I don't even don't know do what I would research, research so... Yeah, I won't do, like no stats or don't anything. Do, don't don't look at any stats. Don't look yeah. at any results. Yeah, I won't no, use no. my phone for a couple of days. Well, you, that's not you don't have to you don't have to do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I could though. Well, okay. <laughs> and then um, when do you when do you off when do you offed? Uh, Christmas Eve. Eve. Oh, okay. So, so you know we'll probably record. Yeah, we'll record that episode obviously before that, and then we'll probably take a break until whenever that day we upload the podcast is until we're back in school in January. And hopefully Blake Bodily will be on it. <laughs> we'll, come up, we'll have a couple of awesome things. We'll review each player and their performance yeah, this yeah, season. We'll yeah. review the positions. Maybe we'll get a player or two on. 
And uh, that'll lead up to February 26th. That's not that long. That's really not that it's long. really not. Yeah. Two months and a half where we play New England. Yeah. And I'm very excited for that fun. game. Yeah. <laughs> where we should have everyone back. Yes, that should be a fun Except game. for maybe Willie Boy. So. Hopefully Willie Boy. That actually, yeah, it's really not even that long. I know. So he might not be ready still because he just yeah. started training not that long ago. When was the Seattle game? Was it August? I feel like Seattle, those kind of games are always in like August, September. Eight. <laughs> Yeah, so eight. To, oh, yeah, that would have been like six months. Yeah, he wouldn't be ready yet. Yeah. But, but we're yeah. ready this season, so. Yes, of course, of course. It'll be a Blanco kind of situation where he'll come in a little bit later. And here's the thing. We don't really need to rush him back. Perez has looked really good. Exactly. As long as Diego Chara doesn't fall off a cliff, yeah. we'll be fine. Oh, yeah, game. that would be scary if Chara starts to fall off. That yeah. that would be scary. But, but uh, look, thank you guys for... Um, for This has been an incredible season. Yeah. Uh, we have... We've had a great year. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for listening throughout the year. Yes. And uh, we hope for, as sad as the end result was on Saturday, we hope that you guys had an incredible time at the game. Yeah. We all did. Watching and, uh, if you were there. Yeah. Watching whether you were there, watching on the TV. Um, like, uh, it was a... Oh, yeah, my, my dad said that uh, he was... He was, <laughs> he was like, he wasn't able to watch, like... All of it just consistently was pulled away. Oh yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, oh no. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, you know, thank you guys so much for listening and uh, go tenders. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow our Twitter and Instagram, where we will have live commentary during games and posts about when we release new episodes. Also, if you have any soccer-related questions or comments about the episode, feel free to send them to either of our social medias. Our Twitter is at TimberspotPod, and our Instagram is TimbersFromTheSpot. Thank you guys for listening, and go Timbers!